This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. Cam Edwards, your host. All right. Sorry about the uh, delay in what should be last week's podcast, but is going to be the first of two podcasts this week. Uh, so last week was one of the uh, worst weeks that I can remember. <laughs> uh, starting on Monday with my car burning down and uh, ending on Friday with uh, Miss E uh, at the doctor's, actually at the hospital, uh, getting tests run on her lungs. So let's start there because uh, that actually is uh, more important than uh, uh, vehicles catching fire. So I know we told you. Um, Going back a few weeks that uh, Missy was diagnosed with pneumonia and she was feeling better. Well, she went to the doctor um, early last week and uh, had a follow-up with the uh, pulmonologist. And uh, her lungs still sounded kind of crummy. So he sent her for another CT scan, uh, which came back with that uh, uh, mass in her lung still there in her lung. So... They don't think that it's pneumonia. Um, They don't think that it is cancer, but they can't rule it out. The uh, mass hasn't changed since the first CT scan, which was done at the uh, latter part of May. Uh, And the uh, doctor said it doesn't have the little tendrils that uh, can be indicative of lung cancer, but it's something that it it shouldn't be there. Uh, So we don't really know what it is at this point. Uh, Missy went in for... Uh, some tests, as I said last Friday, we'll uh, we'll know later in the week, hopefully, uh, what the results show. And uh, in the meantime, I would just ask if you are the praying kind to keep Miss E uh, in your thoughts and your prayers. She uh, she does have a lot of folks who are uh, praying for her all around the country, and um, she really I can tell you she really does appreciate that very much. So uh, hopefully, Miss E will be back. Um, this is, uh, the only reason why Miss E's not joining us this week is, uh, again, it was just sort of a crazy week. So I'm not at the kitchen table. It is uh, way too hot to be doing, uh, the podcast from around a fire right now. It feels like a fire when you step outside. So, uh, just a matter of timing. Miss E couldn't be with us on the program this week, but hopefully the uh, next, uh, program, which we'll be recording here in just a couple of days, uh, Miss E will be with us. So uh, anyway, just keep your fingers crossed and uh, say your prayers for Missy, if you would, please. And I certainly would appreciate that. Um, so that was the the big thing that happened last week. The uh, the the minor uh, issue that happened last week was my car burning down, um, which, as I said, happened on Monday. I uh, had finished with the uh, NRA News Cam Company program, was going out for uh, a bite to eat before I went back to work. And uh, worked late that night, and my check engine light comes on, 
And I'm thinking, so I go through my little system menu and it says everything's okay. So I thought the last time I got my oil change, they didn't flash the computer. So it was telling me I needed an oil change. So I just thought, okay, now it's telling me I really need an oil change. So I'll go to the dealer in the morning and I'll have them flash the computer. And uh, by the time I got back uh, to the office, the uh, I could see smoke coming from under the hood. And I, I knew, okay, that's not good. So I went to go pop the hood, which in retrospect, by the way, not the best idea uh, if there is a fire in the hood, what you you don't want to give it oxygen. Um, you want to let it try to be suppressed there. Uh, anyway, couldn't get the hood open because it was too hot, uh, and it didn't really seem to matter because I think the fire was already too intense at that point. So immediately called nine one one, and uh, within about seven minutes, the the fire department was there. They had the uh, the fire contained. The car, on the other hand, was trashed and <laughs> just burnt to a crisp. My engine, a just a big block of carbon. Um, not really sure what happened at this point. We, uh, insurance adjuster says that, uh, the fire was actually so hot. you know, having a hard time figuring out what caused it. Um, but the most likely explanation at this point is that, uh, mice, got up in the uh, wiring and started chewing around the battery cable and uh, caused a short, which caused a fire. But again, we don't know for sure. Uh, I'll let you know if we find out for sure. But um, thankfully, uh, I'm okay. Um, The buildings didn't burn down around us, so it could have been a lot worse. But uh, that that was certainly uh, not a good way to start a week. And... um, Again, hopefully, hopefully uh, the the week actually ended on a better note than we uh, than we know at this point. All right, we're going to step away for just a moment or two. When we come back, uh, we've got a lot more here on this edition of Forty Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. So stick around. You're listening to Forty Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards returns now on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. Cam Edwards, your host. Did I mention, by the way, how hot it has been here in uh, Central Virginia over the past few days? Uh, it has been so gross. It, now, I grew up in Oklahoma. Uh, and okay, So first of all, a couple of caveats. A, I know it's summer and it, it's supposed to be hot. I get that. B, I grew up in Oklahoma. I grew up, I remember uh, one year, I think it was 1983 or 1982, there was a uh, an awful heat wave, you know, temperatures up to like, I, I want to say like 108 uh, in Oklahoma. I'm, I'm used to triple digits. Every summer, it seemed like we'd get triple digits. But in Oklahoma, it was, uh, it wasn't, you know, dry like Arizona, but it, it wasn't humid like Florida either. It was 
it, it was somewhere in between. <laughs> Virginia is much more like Florida. It is last yes, one day, uh, I guess it was a Sunday. I took a look uh, Sunday afternoon. The temperature was 98. The feels like temperature was 108. Um, the dew point was 73. There was something like 60% humidity. Now, in Oklahoma, that would fire up thunderstorms. And it would at least cool things down for a little bit. And you'd get some rain. We didn't, we're not getting that here in Virginia. It's just hot and oppressive, and it, it feels like a sauna uh, every time you step outside. So we've been dealing with that uh, for the past few days. Um, the critters are doing okay. We haven't lost any chickens or anything to uh, uh, any predators or to the heat. Uh, definitely make sure that we are getting up early in the morning. Thankfully, Booker the puppy is, uh, is helping us with this. And uh, first thing before the sun even comes up, usually the, uh, the, the chicken coop is open. The chickens are uh, out and we are letting them wander right now because it's just so hot. Uh, and they typically just go under a tree and they hang out there for the most of the day. Uh, we're also letting the goats wander right now because it's been too hot for us to move them. So uh, we're letting them have free reign. Uh, and so far that hasn't been an issue they do sometimes like to go after bushes that they, they shouldn't be going after, but uh, they've stayed away from the blueberry bushes right now. Uh, they haven't, uh, unfortunately, they have not done what I would like them to do, which is nibble some of the uh, small scrub trees that are starting to come up. They, they've decided that our yard is really m much, much more um, yummy and delicious, I guess, than any of the, uh, the trees which is weird because goats usually like to eat up, but for whatever reason, our yard must be flipping delicious uh, to these goats. So uh, they're out and about. The hogs, uh, poor girls. The, these, I mean, they're so they're American guinea hogs, uh, which means that they are black hogs. They have hair on them. This cannot be a very comfortable time to be a hog. So uh, we make sure that they are getting water. Uh, about every two hours we go out and we check the water and it's not that they're drinking all of it, but they'll just dump their water over and so they can have some mud on the ground to lay in. So about every two hours, usually when we walk the puppy, uh, we walk over to where the hogs are, check the, the water, fill it up if we have to spray them down. Uh, we just get the hose out and I'll just wait, make sure that the water gets cold, uh, and then just spray them. And they love it. Uh, one of the hogs over the weekend was just standing there uh, as the hose was hitting her right between the eyes. Like I just had the hose there and she walked into it and just stood there as the hose was just pounding her between the, the water was just pounding her between the eyes. Got them all sprayed down, uh, fill up their wallers, and they are as happy as pigs in mud. Once that uh, once that takes place. Um, so but that, that everybody's adjusting. Everybody's hanging in there. The uh, forecast says that it's supposed to be about uh, 90 uh, next weekend, which that's 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 normal. <laughs> we'll take 90 degrees. This 98, 100 degrees uh, with the uh, the feels like, you know, at 114. This is just awful. Uh, and I hope that wherever you are, you're not experiencing 
anything nearly this miserable. But I would love to hear uh, how, how your summer is going. I just saw uh, a story earlier today up in New England. They are dealing with a drought and farmers uh, all across the region there are having to make now some you know some some pretty serious decisions what what do you save what do you let go uh one of the uh, farmers that they talked to uh, john lavoie not i don't think the john lavoie from the league but uh, a different john lavoie farmer john lavoie uh he was talking about how the corn he's just he's got to let go and the corn is just gone um he had to make some decisions as to whether or not he would water his fruit trees or water his uh, tomatoes and I think it was his beans. And, uh, and he decided, all right, I guess the trees have deeper roots. They're more likely to uh, uh, get water. And uh, he decided to, to water his vegetables instead. Also the, you know, the vegetables are uh, coming up now. So that's, that's money uh, in your hand. Now, if you can sell it as opposed to the fall, when you wait for your, uh, your apple harvest, but this is, you know, again, this is affecting farms across the region. There are wells running dry, which absolutely terrifies me. Uh, that is one of my biggest fears is, is not having any water. All of a sudden the well goes dry. And uh, I, 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 I worry about that even this summer. Um, our well's pretty deep. Uh, a couple of years ago, we uh, actually, I guess it was just about a year ago, we had um, some work done on it, and uh, apparently, you know, it's great, a lot of water, but that was last year. And it really doesn't matter. I mean, I guess it does, but I'm not a scientist type. So to me, it doesn't really matter how much rain we got uh, in the spring and how much uh, snow we might have gotten or moisture we might have gotten over the winter. I'm just looking at like the last couple of weeks and thinking, man, it's been so dry. We haven't gotten uh, nearly as much rain as we need. And what would happen if all of a sudden our, our water supply goes? So I'm, I'm curious if that also has happened to, uh, um, to you at some point. And, and what do you do if you have to dig a new well? It seems to me like that, that would be something uh, that would be really expensive. <laughs> There's not a 100% guarantee of success. And you don't know that to think about it. I mean, out in California, there are the stories of uh, these homes, the drought is so bad that the, the wells have run dry. And there's no point digging another well because the, uh, the, the water table is so low. You can't, you're going to be, it's, it's, it's exorbitantly expensive uh, for these folks. And so they are reliant on bottled water. Is that ultimately what happens if the, uh, if the water goes away? As if I didn't have enough to freak out about. And I'll add this to uh, to the list. All right, we're going to step away for just a moment or two. When we come back, we have more 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. Stick around. We'll be back with more right after this. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.
The progressive movement is full of lies. Why do Americans keep falling for the deception? In his new book, Liars, Glenn Beck reveals the simple answer, fear. At our most basic level, we're all afraid of something, and progressives exploit this by offering us solutions to our fears. Solutions based on lies and an unrelenting hunger for power and control. Understanding the roots of these lies is key to helping us stop the disease of progressivism. Liars by Glenn Beck. Available August 2nd. Pre-order now at glennbeck.com slash liars. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. The email address, if you'd like to get in touch, is 40 acrefool at gmail.com. That is 40acrefool at gmail.com. I've got all kinds of questions this week, I know. So I'm also curious, like, what is your favorite way, maybe the best way, uh, that you know to beat the heat when it gets incredibly hot? Because inevitably what my kids would do is turn on the TV and play video games for uh, approximately 10 hours straight, uh, and then maybe uh, go stand in front of an open refrigerator on occasion to, uh, to cool down even, even more. I, I don't, I don't like that. I don't want my kids just, uh, you know, playing video games all day because it's too hot to go outside. So over the weekend, I did take them to a movie, which uh, we don't, I don't, I don't go see a lot of movies. We, we watch a lot of movies at home, but we don't go, uh, to the movies all that often. We um, we did not see the the Bourne movie. We did not see Ghostbusters. Uh, I think I went on my Ghostbusters rant last episode, so I'll spare you from that. Uh, we saw The Secret Life of Pets, which was... Eh, it was okay. It was, it was amusing. Uh, my kids liked it. My daughter <laughs> said uh, something about how it was amazing, like how how uh, how they got New York City so so right in the movie. And I didn't I didn't want to correct her, but I did not have that same opinion of wow they they really captured New York uh, uh, in, in in realistic detail. Um, no, they they did not. Uh, there was no 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 Bill De Blasio, no uh, Michael Bloomberg. Uh, maybe they captured it uh, from the point of view of the pets, but uh, certainly not from uh, the point of view of the average New Yorker. Anyway, movie takes place in New York. I'm not going to give any spoilers, uh, but it involves a group of pets and uh, the uh, the wacky hijinks that ensue when these pets get together when their owners leave. And it was here's the thing: it was short. It was like, really, I paid that much money for that length of time? Short. Uh, I think we were there for, we were inside the movie theater for an hour and a half. And that includes previews, which at that point, that's a made-for-TV cartoon. I mean, that's not necessarily a full-length Feature. I believe that also included a cartoon short. Yes, in fact, it did include a cartoon short featuring the minions uh, from Despicable Me before the actual movie. And we were still out 90 minutes later. Now, on, on the one hand, I understand that, again, this is a kid's movie. And I don't know, I suppose I'd rather have a movie be too short than too long. And then you're just kind of left... 
wondering when it's going to be over, <laughs> right? Um, did not have that experience. So we uh, we took the kids to see see your life of pets. Uh, Miss E and I also normally you know I talk about books in this segment, but for whatever reason we're talking about movies this uh, this week. I, and I did read too. Maybe we'll do that next segment. Anyway, um, we also saw The Witch. Uh, over the weekend, Miss E and I did. We didn't let the kids watch it because uh, it's weird and creepy. And frankly, my kids would have been bored about 10 minutes into the movie. They would have found the accents indecipherable uh, and they would have said, forget it. I, I'm going to uh, stare at the TV and surreptitiously turn on the Xbox. Um, I hope that mom and dad don't notice because they're engrossed in the movie. So the, the witch got a little bit of buzz when it first came out. It's set in 1630 in Massachusetts. It's about this family. Uh, uh, the All of a sudden, bad things start happening, and there are allegations that uh, so-and-so's a witch. Um, it, it, and it got a lot of praise for its um, historical uh, attention to detail, I should say, uh, from the accents that are used to the actual dialogue, a lot of the dialogue taken from journals and diaries and official court records and things like that. Uh, they brought in a thatcher to help uh, thatch the huts. They worked with someone from uh, Plymouth Plantation, they, and they brought in someone from Virginia as well. And they did this all, by the way, on a, a budget of $3 million, which is pretty astounding to me. I mean, $3 million is a lot of money, but it's not a lot of money when you're talking about making a movie, Right. Uh, what Ghostbusters cost? Uh, what did it cost? Hundred and forty-four million dollars, something like that. Um, who knows if it'll make its money back? The Witch cost three million dollars to make, and it grossed something like forty million dollars in the theaters, and I'm sure it'll do even more uh, on the uh, DVD. As far as the movie goes, uh, I wanted to like it, I really did, but I didn't. At the end of the day. It's got a great setting. It's got what you would think would be a really cool story, and it kind of just drags. And the uh, the sound was just awful. The music's overly loud. The dialogue is really really hard to hear uh, when you watch it, and your child is sleeping uh, in the bedroom above you. The uh, the really screechy strings may wake him up and freak him out, sending him down the stairs, knocking on your door, saying, what the heck are you watching? That music's really freaking me out. So beware of that uh, if you're uh, watching this at home. Um, and again, it just it just I don't know. There was something about it where it never I never got to the scare. I didn't jump. And at the end of the movie, I was just kind of left going. Huh, what? And I'm not sure that that was the uh, reaction that the director was going for. On the other hand, it it, it was uh, beautifully shot. Uh, visually, it it's really well done. Uh, there was a lot of attention to detail, for better or worse. Um, I thought the uh, the acting was was good, uh, although it did kind of throw me to see uh, one of the guys who had like a bit role in the British version of The Office. Uh, in the movie, I, I kept waiting for David Brent to show up at some point during the uh, the movie, but I, I guess kind of a mixed bag. But ultimately, just wasn't quite there for me. So there you go. If you beat the heat by watching movies, a couple of reviews for you. I feel like Christian Toto, my friend from uh, Hollywood and Toto, talking about uh, movies. But uh, you know what? As bad as The Witch was, it's still better than My Garden this year. 
which is why we're talking about movies this week. All right, we're going to step away for a moment or two. When we come back, we've got more 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network, so stick around. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss the morning blaze with Doc and Skip. I'm standing on the street and there's cops everywhere, groups of them. I look up and the closest officer was, was a gentleman who happened to be black and his name badge said, last name was Thompson. And I said, hey, I think we're cousins. I said, I'm Thompson too. And he goes, we might be. And one of the other officers goes, hey, there's another Thompson. And so like three or four officers down, one of the ones from Ohio turns and his badge says Thompson as well. The morning blaze with Doc and Skip. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. And we're back here on 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network, the first of two episodes this week. Uh, Again, hopefully the uh, second episode this week will feature the lovely and talented Missy, uh, who is in good spirits and is ready to kick the uh, butt of whatever it is that is uh, in her lung right now. Um, still working on all kinds of stuff. As a matter of fact, I, I had to tell her over the weekend, I was like, please don't overdo it. Uh, I think a part of it is she wants to prove to herself that she can still do all of the stuff that, uh, that she's been doing, that, uh, uh, that this is not, uh, impacting her. And I think it's a way of, you know, pushing back. So on the one hand, you know what, I want to let her, um, uh, push herself. But on the other hand, I, I don't want her to do too much. So this was the weekend she decided she was going to clean out her office and move a bunch of stuff around uh, and assemble furniture. And I'm making uh, runs to the dump uh, all day uh, Sunday in the heat. And it was it, so she's doing stuff. At least she was doing stuff inside. That was that was sort of her concession is that let me do the outside work. You do the stuff that you want to do inside uh, the house. She's been uh, one of her projects this week, and she may have even shared a couple of pictures on the uh, Instagram feed at at Corny Goat Farm. Um, So we've got a uh, a center staircase in the the house. The house was originally a two-room cabin that uh, was built around 1781 or so. And it's been added on to over the years. So in the 1850s, they put a a second story uh, on top of the two-room cabin. They basically just like, blonk, there's another story. And so we've got a a staircase that uh, goes up the middle of the house. And it's got a a great big wall. And when we moved in, there were these old picture frames I don't know when they're from. They have to be from the uh, 1800s, but I don't know what part of the 1800s they're from. But uh, the previous owners had left them there. And rather than, I mean, they're, they're huge. So we were like, I don't know what we're going to fill this with, Velvet Elvis or something like that. Uh, we decided to use those big frames and the empty space within, we would fill in with smaller framed pictures of, of our family, which is a great idea. Uh, we got about halfway through and then, uh, life caught up with us. And so that project never got finished. So, uh, Missy has been working on this over the past couple of weeks, going through old family pictures and, uh, uh, putting them in, you know, frames. And, and so now we have going up the, uh, the stairway, um, dozens of family pictures and it's cool. I find myself just looking as I'm going up the stairs to uh, talk to my son or talk to my daughter 
just looking and, and remembering. And then I'm pointing out all of these things to the kids. Now, do you remember when we did this? You're too young to remember this, but let me tell you the story that goes along with this. It has been, it's been a really cool uh, project. You know, Missy is multi-talented in many different ways, but uh, I'm always impressed when she takes, you know, a piece of yarn and turns it into a jellyfish or a blanket or something cool like that. But uh, I, that, that to me is like wizardry because I don't understand how it works. Um, this isn't wizardry. This is just family. And it's been, uh, it's been a really, really cool project. All right. Well, unfortunately, um, I got to get to work. You know, the, the, the NRA News Cam and Company work. Uh, so we're going to have to wrap up this podcast. But I do want to thank you for tuning in again Uh, Thank you for your prayers and your well wishes for Miss E. And both of us will be back before long here in another episode of 40 Acres and a Fool. In the meantime, be safe, have fun, live a little, learn a lot. And we'll see you here soon on 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.